0: Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast.
1: We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick
0: This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke, to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on.
1: And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. We are so glad you're here. Let's get to it.
0: Today, we are talking about how I... Basically got paid to drive my dream car for four years.
1: Yes, Bob is real excited <laughs> about this.
0: <laughs> so it's a big financial win that I just recently had.
1: Like yesterday.
0: Yeah, like yesterday. So I'm excited to share about it. And I want to teach a really important financial lesson that I think most people don't know through this experience mm-hmm. that I've had, that I've actually done multiple times. And so I'm so going to start not
1: a complete fluke.
0: No, it's not a flu. There's
1: some special things about it, but it's not
0: flu. There's a lot of details here. We're going to get into them, but <laughs>
1: sorry. Uh, let's go hang. back
0: to I'm in college. It's 1999. I am at K State. Did you party like it's 1999? I probably was partying a little more than I should have been uh-huh. in 1999. So I'm at K State University in the middle of Kansas. So I have to get all my books for school, my first semester in college. I go into the bookstore and buy all these books, and I realize, oh, man, this cost me over $1,000 to buy these books. They were all $100, $150 or whatever. Yeah. In this process...
1: And this was in 99. What do you think it's like now?
0: I don't know. More, I Worse. would think. Yeah. yeah. So in this process, I discovered, oh, wait a minute. I could buy these used and save some money. Anyway, a whole bunch of pieces came together, and I realized, wait a minute, I can sell them after I'm done with them for pretty much the same price as I buy them if I buy them used and then immediately sell them really quick for the kids who are getting ready to turn around to the next semester, I instantly transitioned from whatever, spending $1,000, $1,500 $1, a month on or uh, semester on books to being able to almost get all my books for free because I was able to buy and sell them for about the same price. And that led me to, this is amazing. How do I do more of this? How can I get this in more of my life, more areas of my life? That was kind of the transition there, you know? And this is
1: the question he asks all the time.
0: This is a question this has led to. So I began asking, all right, what else can I do with this? And so over the years that followed, I discovered eBay. I discovered Craigslist. And I realized, wait a minute, we can do this with a lot of stuff. We can be buying things used that hold value, use them for a few years, and then sell them off. And so just a few notable examples of things that I've successfully done this with a riding lawnmower, a five by eight trailer, which I bought off Craigslist. We can get in that story a handful of different tools like power tools and things like that, guitars, like audio equipment, like microphones and stuff like that, a motorcycle and a scooter. There's just yes, a, been a lot slider. of stuff. And these are like some bigger things, but also even some clothing items. I think mm-hmm. some electronics we might have. Electronics are tricky because they go down in value really quickly. But my favorite one that I was so excited about for a long time was what we affectionately call our bubble Taurus. This is a story that I wrote about in our upcoming book, which is going to be coming oh, out yeah. in February. I'm really excited about But essentially, my sister was trading in her car to the dealer so she could buy it. The dealer was going to give her $1,000 for this old Bubble Taurus. If you remember, I'm going to just flip over and show you this Bubble (laughs) tourist because you might remember seeing these on the road. Well,
1: for those who are watching, if you're listening, where could they find this? I don't know. Go
0: over to YouTube or Instagram. But anyway, so this was my Bubble tourist that I bought off my sister for $1,000. Okay. So the reason I bought it and just giving you a little bit more into the mindset and psychology of how I was thinking about this at the time we had two fairly old cars that weren't super reliable. I realized they're not going to last forever. And when they go out, when the engine blows or whatever, Mm -hmm. probably going to have to race to buy a car because we both worked at jobs half an hour away. Couldn't in
1: opposite directions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this was pre Uber. Like we just needed a dependable car to get to work at this point. I realized, all right, So if I have to go buy a new car when the engine blows on this one, transmission blows on this one, then it's going to cost me a good chunk of money because I'm going to be in a rush. I'm not going to have time to really search. And on top of that, my sister had taken impeccable care with her car. I knew this car was in great shape, had been really well taken care of. I'm realizing I can buy her car for $1,000. I know it's in great shape. There's no way when I'm shopping for a car that I could find one as reliable as this for $1,000. And so I ended up paying her a thousand dollars to buy this car instead of letting it her trade into a dealer.
1: And I was like, You're crazy. Can I just have the thousand dollars? Because <laughs> we had two cars at the time. Yeah, we didn't it was like, a third
0: I'll, car. Like I'll we didn't take need the money.
1: It. Yeah.
0: I viewed it as an insurance policy, basically on these other two cars blowing, just coming to the end of their life pretty soon. Yeah.
1: Which happened. Yeah, right? Pretty soon after. It None. wasn't that long. So we were like, well, that car is dead now.
0: The engine, the no head gasket in blew. No sense reviving it, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it was basically towed. The uh, head gasket blew on the engine, like, it would have been thousands of dollars to fix. And, Didn't you sell um, it
1: to somebody? I at, sold
0: it to the mechanic. For, at like, the, 50 bucks or something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. He's like,
1: I'll give you 50 bucks. Bob's like, okay, it's better than nothing.
0: The engine blows on that car, and then I then take this Taurus and start driving this around. And so... I ended up driving this Taurus for about five years, and then I ended up selling it for...
1: And you guys, he loved it.
0: I liked... No, I didn't like the way it looks. Look at
1: it. Well, not the outside of it, but you (laughs) love driving that car. No,
0: so it actually had a really big engine. Like, surprisingly, (laughs) some of these Tauruses actually work fast, and this one was fast. you liked it. It
1: was worn in and Oh, I love broken broken in
0: cars, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I ended up selling this car for $1,000 after driving it for five years, and I was like, this is awesome this is a financial victory for the record books. Mm-hmm. I was really excited about he that. He was, yeah. So in 2017, Ooh. I bought this car. And this was my dream car. Now, I know for some people, you might be like, that's not a dream car. I, I don't care how uh, much it costs. Like, this is the car so that I want more than any in other high car. literally
1: school, Bob was in a band, and he wrote a song about a Jeep Wrangler, right? Yes. Just, you're not the same person. <laughs>
0: You don't think, it doesn't matter
1: but, so? but at the point proves yeah. that he's been wanting this car for so long and so when the opportunity presented itself it was like let's go get a jeep and it yeah. was so much fun i had no idea how much fun they are
0: yeah but my point here is <laughs> if you're having an issue with me having a as a dream car and you're like that car isn't the dream car should be two hundred fifty thousand dollars," like i don't care like this is the car that i want this and, and i'll explain car. why like Essentially, a Wrangler, a Jeep Wrangler has three different things that for me make it a unique combination of three different things that make it the most attractive to me. So number one, you can put the top down. You can take the doors off. Okay, there aren't many cars that you can do this on. And so for me, that replicates some of the motorcycle experience that I don't have anymore.
1: Right. Well, and even when you had a motorcycle, you're like, I'm not going to be an idiot and not wear a helmet. I have kids, I have a family. And so, he's but when you have a helmet on, you lose the feeling of the wind in your yeah. hair, is that? Well, yeah, in your face. Like you? I just <laughs> in your face.
0: I don't love wearing a helmet, but I also I'm going to wear a helmet if I'm right. going to be on a motorcycle.
1: But with the Jeep, I don't have to problem. wear a helmet.
0: How great is that? <laughs> Helmets not required. It's got that. Can
1: you imagine if you wore a helmet like,
0: right
1: around <laughs> <with> the <cheap? laughs> oh, We could we do also... that. We
0: could do that. So that's the first one. The second one is that it's four-wheel drive. And so I can climb over stuff. I can drive around in the snow. I don't know. There's something about the – Yeah. Yeah, it feels like I can do stuff in it. <laughs> I like that. And then on top of that, like, Wranglers are just incredibly – customizable and you can adapt them you can buy all kinds Mm -hmm. of aftermarket stuff and just make it yours and Mm -hmm. and it's honestly it's one of the easier cars and i haven't done this but to actually build from scratch and to take apart, and it's just the parts and pieces it's just it's like a lego kit a little bit and so Mm -hmm. it's just really nice for a lot of reasons yeah this is why wrangler is my dream car okay so now that we got that out of the way so this was my dream car now let's talk about how i got to drive it for free so this was when we bought it in two thousand seventeen. I'm driving on the grass because it's a Wrangler. Like, why not? That's what I'm doing. And so I bought the car at this point for two. or wait, no, eight thousand four hundred dollars is what I paid for. When it was a little bit older, but it was fun getting it only eighty four hundred dollars for me. What was my dream car? And again, dream I didn't car. need a brand new one because I didn't like I honestly feel like for a Jeep, it's I don't know, it feels more authentic and better to have it be a little bit older. So, this brings us to today or yesterday. I ended up selling it for $11,300 after driving it for four That's years. That's
1: right. So, you heard that right.
0: So, anyway, so that was a fun victory for me. And I was um pretty excited about that. Mm-hmm. If I look at this, so basically $11,300 to $8,400. If I add in, so we didn't have a car payment anytime, we bought it with cash. But a couple of small repairs, I think bought a starter for $150, replaced a battery or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then insurance costs, which were pretty low because it was right. a little bit older. Anyway, add all that up. I think I'm still coming out ahead, maybe by a $1, thousand, $1,500. So, um, plus
1: all the fun and memories, but yeah,
0: but that's, what's awesome. It's like driving a car for free and it being one that you really want. That's mm-hmm. a pretty cool thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, okay. um, and I just want to do more and more of that. Now, There's a couple points that I want to talk about with this whole thing, and this extends beyond cars, which I'm talking about the Jeep in this particular case, because this is one I'm most excited about right now, but if you want to start doing more of this, hopefully you're already thinking along these lines a little bit, but if you want to start thinking along these lines in terms of your cars and other purchases that you're making, the number one point is that when you're buying something, it has to be an in-demand item. This is another example. I'm going to give you like all the examples here. So I remember when I was working in corporate America, I needed a... Top coat. I was wearing basically a suit or at least a tie and
1: all dressed up every day.
0: And I go to whatever, some of the department stores at the time, like, all right, how much is it going to cost me? So I go to whatever, Dillard's or Macy's or wherever. And it looks like, all right, I can buy one for $100, $150, like some no-name brand that will be worth nothing to anyone else. I will never be able to sell this to anyone else again for about $100, $150. And then I thought, what if I go look in eBay and look at really nice ones that somebody might be selling for use or use? And I go on there and I end up finding a Brooks Brothers wool top coat, basically the same price. It's like $120, $140 I pay for this thing. And it's used. Nice. But it was originally an $800 coat that I'm now buying for $100, $140. Yeah. And so I buy that. And I ended up giving it away to somebody else. But I could have turned around and sold that back on eBay again after a few years when I didn't need it anymore mm-hmm. for probably close to the same price. In worst case, at $50, $60. But the point is, it would ultimately cost me a whole lot less to do that than to go buy the one at Macy's, use it for years, and basically have to give it to Goodwill because I couldn't sell it for anything. Right. And so you can be thinking about that. What's All your frustrating
1: purchases. is like going to a consignment shop or a secondhand clothing store and trying to sell your clothes to them and they're like, we'll give you $3 and you brought in like a huge bag of clothes. Yeah. It's like I would rather give this to Goodwill because it's insulting and a waste of my time yeah. to do it that way. But yeah. yes. But the is point
0: is here is that in-demand items are the key. And sometimes mm-hmm. you need to spend a little bit more on the front end, uh, but... Possibly not. I didn't have to buy that Brooks Brothers coat new and pay eight hundred dollars right. for it in order for it to have some value later. Like I was able to buy that used, save a ton of money on the front end, and then mm-hmm. be able to sell it on the back end. And so it was the same thing with the, the Wrangler or the Jeep. Like we are going to get another one. The reason why we sold it for what it's worth is because we haven't been able to fit our family in it. Only has four seatbelts. Oh yeah, have five of us now. So we're going to probably get a, a four door one soon. The point is, with the Jeep, I knew that was a car that was going to hold its value well. Now, the circumstances of why the price has gone up as much as it has, that was just worked out in my favor. There's no way I could have known about that. So stuff like COVID, I think car production was down, so there's fewer cars on the road, and it's the middle of summer, which is Mm -hmm. the best time to sell a Jeep. So all those things helped for me to be able to sell it at a profit, but... A Jeep is an in-demand car in general, and they hold their value really well, Mm -hmm. regardless of all the other stuff. And this just happened to be good favor that it worked out the way it did. Mm -hmm. So that's the first point. Second point is you can do this for more stuff than you realize. So I gave you a bunch of examples a few minutes ago of things that you can do this with. I think it's just important to be thinking about all of your purchases in this line. Like what is the total cost of this item? And we'll get to to a final question in a second here. But between eBay and Facebook Marketplace, like you can sell nearly anything. And understanding that you don't have to own it forever and that you can buy it and use it as long as you need to use it and then sell it there just opens up a lot of opportunity.
1: Yeah. I think this, I was just talking to a friend who was about to have her first baby and I was like, you could get that super fancy thing or know that you're only going to use that item for about two or three months, and buy it used and then sell it back <laughs> mm-hmm. to the same place. And we
0: did that with we did one that of a the lot. strollers, right? Didn't we?
1: we a couple d- of We did it strollers. with a bunch of different things, like the little walking toys that teach them how to walk mm-hmm. and stuff like that, where it's just, you don't hold on to those things for very long because yeah. they're big. They take up a whole bunch of space. And
0: Yeah, unless you're going to have 10 kids or something.
1: So yeah, I think baby stuff would be a huge one. A swing. Yeah. Like maybe even a stroller. We do have some nice strollers we could sell. Yeah. We're getting to that point. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) So another thing to think about here is that you don't have to profit like we did from this Jeep in order for this to really be a big win. Even if you don't make money on it. Even if, like my goal is never really to make money on it. My goal is just to break even. Like making money is a unicorn. Breaking even still is still fairly challenging. But... Getting a much better deal, like that's easy, and that's what I expect to happen every time. And if it's a home run, then I'm breaking even. Well,
1: and part of the strategy here that we've used I should say, you've used because I'm
0: just rubbing <laughs> off on you, hon.
1: <laughs> but is just that we chose our cars wisely based on mm-hmm. the cost yeah. to own it and based on would it hold its value or is it just going to go down in value and completely depreciate to the point where you're selling it for $50? Yeah. Because if that were to happen, I don't know if that were to happen to a different car besides the Ford Focus (laughs) which you did that with. If that were to happen to a Jeep, could you still sell it for a little bit more? Because
0: what would happen to the Jeep?
1: Whatever happened to the Focus?
0: So the focus is one that the engine blew out on, yeah, which was the reason we ended up buying the Bubble Taurus. So yeah, had that happened to the Jeep, you're absolutely right. I was going through all the listings when we were getting to list our ready to list our car, and yeah, there's a lot of broken down Jeeps being sold for parts that mm. yeah that still. And it's, it's the it's same way, good. like yeah. same way with Apple products, like they fall into this category as well, where yeah. It doesn't matter what you have that has an Apple logo on it. You can go on eBay and I guarantee you will sell it like Mm -hmm. without a doubt, like anything that has an Apple logo on it, it will sell. And that's just pretty cool because if you have a five-year-old, whatever, random Android phone or random PC, you just don't have that guarantee that it's going to sell. And it's the depreciation... It just goes down so much faster on those items and Apple products just hold their value better. Well, you yeah, know? we
1: have a used Apple laptop that is how many years old?
0: Wait, the one I'm using yeah. right now? Eight.
1: Eight years old. And we're still using it and it's yep. not it hasn't blown up on us. Yeah. It hasn't
0: crashed. And at some point <laughs> we <laughs> will sell it. Yeah. It's hard to find an eight-year-old PC that you can sell and actually make some money on it and I I know this laptop mm-hmm. we could sell for two or $300. It's, That's pretty amazing. There's all the value. You don't have to profit in order for it to be a win. Like right. even if you buy it, use, sell it for a little bit less, like you're still coming out way ahead versus buying it new. And what a lot of people do is they never sell anything. Like they just leave things in their closet and let it pile up mm-hmm. for 20, 30 years until it's completely worthless. And it's once you're done with it, sell the thing off and get the value out while you can or give it to somebody who can, Use it and get some benefit from it. Yeah. And the fourth point is that the potential, the financial potential here of allowing this kind of thinking to infiltrate your shopping decisions, like it's huge. Like it's a big deal. So this Jeep, for example, had I bought it new four years ago, probably would have been about $35,000 or something like that. And we're selling it now. If we were selling that new one car, we'd probably be selling it for 20, maybe $22,000 or something like that. And so it would have cost us, let's just say $13,000 in depreciation over that time, over those four years to drive around this car versus what happened was we actually made money and got to drive around a car. Now, granted, it's a little bit older, but again, that doesn't bother me. I'm not like I actually like that better. That's cool. But just thinking about that and understanding the financial implications of that one decision. And then you multiply that over all the different things that you're buying in life. And it really changes Mm -hmm. your financial trajectory. Like, It gives you a lot of opportunity to move forward financially and save a ton of money. And just so we're clear, my goal isn't to convince you to just buy used stuff. This isn't just about buying used stuff, but it's about changing your mindset on a thing because we buy a lot of stuff new. It's not like we only buy right. used stuff. But there's a question I'm asking a lot is would it make sense to buy this thing used? used? And sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes the answer is yes. The biggest thing is I'm thinking about what is the total cost of my ownership of this particular item going to be for however long I'm going to own it. For one year, three year, five year, ten year, whatever. What's the total cost going to be and how can I reduce the total cost of this purchase? Mm -hmm. And by asking that question, that has allowed us to have stuff like this happen where I get to drive my dream car for four years and get paid to do it. Mm -hmm. So. That's a question I want you to ask. How can I reduce the total cost of the purchase? Each time, every time you start buying something, you're gonna buy something, like ask that question, and then just let that guide your decision. Maybe that means I'll buy it used. Maybe that means I should buy a little bit more expensive brand, because that will help me in the long run. Maybe it's making a point of, I'm gonna sell this as soon as I'm done with it, rather than leaving it in the closet for 20 years. So anytime you're shopping, be asking that question. I think that's it for today.
1: That's it. See you later.
0: Adios. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to SeedTime.com to get signed up. Knock, knock. Who's there? Leaf. Leaf who?
1: Leave us a review on iTunes, please. <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks for listening. Know we are praying for you. and We will see you in the next episode. <laughs>